Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and join our crystal movement. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, we're going to take a look at the healing properties of unakite. This is a beautiful crystal, and in fact, it's actually a rock because it's made of two different minerals, epidote and feldspar. We're going to chat about that in detail in just a minute, but before we get started, I'd like to answer a listener question. So this is part of our Ask Me Anything segment, and you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com slash ask. And if you do submit a question there, you'll have the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. So this is a really great question that came in today, and it's one that I actually get pretty frequently. So this person says, I've been blessed with having crystals for the past few years in my life, so I do have experience with them and I know the positive effects that they can have. But there's one thing that I've never gotten an answer to and it's been bugging me for a while. I clear and charge my crystals on selenite plates, but I also set intentions with those crystals that I use on a regular basis as well as with the ones that I use on grids. My question is, are my intentions erased when I place them on a selenite plate? And should I have to repeat the intentions every single day when I use these crystals on a regular basis? I clear and charge my crystals on selenite every night. So this is a great question. So this person, I love this because they're using the word intention, which really resonates and aligns with my view on working with crystals. But a more common word that you might be familiar with to describe this is programming. So this is really programming, but I like to use the word intention setting because in my opinion, programming is a little bit more confined and restricted. With a program, it's almost like you're bossing the crystal around, you're giving it direct orders, and you're limiting it to do just that one thing. With an intention, on the other hand, you're working with the crystal toward a goal that's important to you. You've set an intention, you've communicated that intention to your crystal, and the crystal will work that way, but it's not so limited. Because here's the thing, crystals will work in very, very deep ways if we allow them to. By programming, you're kind of limiting what the crystal is able to do because you're giving it a very specific directive. But when you set intention, you're co-creating along with the crystal. You're working together toward your goal, but you're not giving the crystal such specific instructions that you're taking away from other things it might possibly be able to help you with. So when you set an intention with your crystal, say that you're working with your stone for spiritual growth and development to enhance and deepen your meditation. Well, maybe that crystal that you've chosen is something like an azurite, but it's also going to help you develop your intuition. If you had programmed the crystal, I feel like it's a little bit more specific, but by just setting an intention, you're holding space for the other ways that that crystal may be able to help in your life. So back to this question, when you cleanse your crystals, is that program or intention removed? In my opinion, no. Programs and intentions are set 
through thought. They're set through conscious thought and action. So cleansing is really about removing any energy that could be cluttering things up in that crystal. A lot of times we refer to this as negative energy, but really it's not negative. It's just energy that's not for our highest good. It's not working toward our purpose. It's not serving us. So when we cleanse a crystal, we're removing this outside energy that's just kind of making things more chaotic and getting in the way of the real reason that we're working with the stone. So it helps with a clearer connection. But since programming and intention has to be placed into a crystal through conscious thought, it also has to be removed from a crystal with conscious thought. So a really easy way to do this is just to hold your crystal or if it's really large, hover your hands above it and ask that any prior programming or intention be removed from the stone. It's kind of like hitting the reset button. Now cleansing on the other hand, like I mentioned, is just removing any extraneous energy, but it's not removing programming or intention or conscious thought. So these are two separate actions. On the one hand, that's great news because that means that if you are working with intention with your crystals, then you don't have to worry about removing that and replacing it every single time you cleanse your stones. But I do think that it's important to note here that coming back to that intention at least once a week and really holding space for it to manifest in your life and working with your crystal to make sure that that intention is still relevant in your life is an important part of this process. It's not just a set it and forget it situation. But I know at least a few of you listening are probably a little bit concerned, well, what if I got a crystal from someone else and they had programmed it or done intention work with it? Or what if I bought it in a shop and it could have possibly been programmed with energy in that space? Well, here's the thing. You can still consciously remove this intention or programming from your crystal through this conscious thought, this action. So just by holding the crystal and intending that any prior programming or intention be removed, you clear that out. Now, I do think that the strength of these intentions will fade over time, which is why it's important to hold space for these things regularly. And it's a great way to just check in and make sure that this is still something that you're actively working toward in your life. So I think just doing this about once a week is a really good way to stay connected with your crystal and the purpose for working with that stone. So thank you so much for submitting that question. I hope that I was able to answer that for you. And if you have your own questions that you'd like to ask about crystals, spirituality, or heart-centered business, then let me know over at loveandlightschool.com ask. Now it's time to dive into our main topic for today, the healing properties of unakite. Now unakite is a crystal that I love for working with for balance and heart healing. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I like to start these healing properties episodes with a little message from the crystal. So here's the message that came through from unakite. I enjoy self-care time regularly to keep myself feeling balanced and whole. Unakite is a stone of the heart chakra. It's a stone of self-love, and it reminds us to take time for important self-care things in our lives, doing something that really nurtures you and fills you up. Now, one of the reasons for this is it has such an amazing goddess energy to it. 
In fact, one of my favorite Unakite crystals in my personal collection is a little carved Venus of Willendorf. And I find that there's nothing quite as goddessy as this crystal carved into this shape. Now, Unakite can also be used for creating emotional balance. Again, because it's a heart chakra crystal, it's excellent for this. It has that green, loving, nurturing, supportive energy of the heart chakra that comes from the epidote, but it's also got that beautiful peachy orange feldspar, which connects to the sacral chakra. And so it's connecting the heart with the sacral chakra to bring about emotional balance and stability. Now, because of its nurturing energy, it's an amazing crystal for stimulating compassion and empathy. So if you are in a situation that's requiring a great deal of compassion and empathy on your part, whether that's in your career, if you're, say, a counselor or a nurse or something like that, or if it's just in your family life or in your personal friendships or relationships, this is a beautiful crystal to work with in this way because it also keeps you really protected. This crystal also encourages gratitude. So just as it opens the heart and allows us to feel compassion for others, it also helps us feel gratitude for things in our own lives. It helps us appreciate what we already have. It's also great for establishing a connection with nature. So this is definitely an earth element stone connected with nature and the plant kingdom. And it really helps you get in touch with your connection to the natural world. So many of us feel disconnected from nature in modern day, and this is really a crystal that helps promote that reconnection. So whether it's just popping this stone in your pocket and going for a quick walk outside, sitting in the sunshine for a little bit, doing some gardening, this is a great crystal companion to have with you during any of those activities. Now, I also mentioned the connection to goddess energy that this crystal has. This is such a beautifully soft stone and it helps connect you to divine feminine energy. And now that we're having such a big shift back to divine feminine, back to feminine energies in our world, in our lives, this is a great crystal to work with long term as well. It also instills determination. So if you find that you've been really working towards something, maybe you're feeling like you are getting close to wanting to give up on something that's important to you. Um, you're really struggling with that, but you know that it's in your best interest to kind of power through and see that thing through to the end. Unakite really helps motivate you and rekindle that determined fire that's within you. It also helps facilitate feelings of love and friendship. Again, going back to that relationship to the heart chakra and its ability to help connect people, this is an amazing crystal for bringing friends closer together and also helping new friendships grow. So although this stone is connected to the sacral chakra and heart chakra, it's also strongly related to the root, this earth energy connection that it has to the earth element and also to the natural world. All of this kind of feeds into that association with the root chakra. It's related to the zodiac signs of Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Its companion flower is oxalis, which is the shamrock plant, and its companion essential oil is sage. Now for a companion stone, I really love combining the earthy vibe of unakite with the really soft, light, ethereal energy of peach selenite. Now unakite was first found in North Carolina, 
in the United States, but it's also commercially available from South Africa, Brazil, and China. It's sometimes called unakite granite or unakite jasper, and it's not really a true jasper, but sometimes you see it listed in this way. And the staff at my new age shop, Mimosa Books and Gifts, had a little bit of extra info to share. They say unakite is primarily green epidote combined with inclusions of pinkish feldspar and sometimes clear quartz. It's sometimes called unakite granite, but it's named after the Unacus Mountains in North Carolina where it was first found. And they say this balancing energy of the pink and green that works for heart healing is also especially helpful for couples working together. And it's an excellent support stone for pregnancy and childbirth. I hope you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything I talked about in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com slash listen. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe through that link as well so you never miss a future episode. And we're really excited because we're not only on iTunes and Apple Podcasts now, but we're also available on tons of different Android devices, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and TuneIn. So just pop over to loveandlightschool.com slash listen, and you can find all of our current episodes as well as links to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Now, if you are an iTunes listener and you want to leave me a quick rating and review, I would be super grateful. And if you do decide to leave a review, I'll send you my crystal chakra healing step-by-step class as a free gift. So once you've posted your review, just take a screenshot of it and send it over to me at support at loveandlighthealingschool.com and we'll get your class set up and reply back with details on how you can get started with your free crystal chakra healing class. And I did want to share a quick recent review from Crime Master P. So Crime Master P, thank you so much for sending this review over. They say, awesome podcast, highly informative and enjoyable. Ashley is so knowledgeable and I love her special guests as well. Thank you so much for taking a moment to leave that review. It really means a lot and it really helps us connect with new listeners. So I appreciate you so much taking the time to do that. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Visit us online at loveandlightschool.com.